Don't shush me. No, hey, there's no needed. You know who doesn't need to be shushed? Our fans, our listeners. And you know what? I want to welcome everybody to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. I welcome in my co-host, as always, Gerard Barrera. Wait, he's still getting into character. What (laughs) up, nerds? Theo Walski's back with us from training with Team Arrow. And we are joined by Jason uh, Bolidio and his coupon dinner of the night, Vina Snitzel. How's it going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I'm so happy I didn't miss I this last it. week. Oh, so my God. Amazing. We are going to put I, out. I had to do it for you, Theo, because you weren't here last week. <laughs> I appreciate you. I so appreciate At you. no point in time do we actually advocate for the inhaling of helium on a constant <laughs> basis. So, uh. Don't try you this know. at home, kids. Don't try this at home. <laughs> um, don't anyways. do it. It's funny, but don't do it for a long period of time like I am. I'm taking a breath in between. It's not yes, good for please you. Please do that. Please. And that's why because please Jason's Please breathe air while you're not role. talking. <laughs> that, no. was, that was a legal warning, a uh, safety warning from the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> oh my god real quick sing that please with that voice please sing it please 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 sing it we are the lollipop kids the lollipop kids (laughs) 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 that was too good so it's not my favorite episode (laughs) i you know what i want to go ahead and give a, a shout out to our uh guest from uh weeks ago ninja nam who placed in the top four of Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Infinite nope. and got top eight for three. So congratulations on his Evo showing. Um, boo, boo him too for setting the role at fifteen, where I did not, I did not make it. I mean, well, we okay. even we even gave you a handicap of what was it plus one, plus one a, or plus two? I gave him a plus two, and you roll a six. <laughs> You can't blame him on the 15. You know what it is? It's, it's because he was using a real D20 and not his little electronic program. Right. Right. Because <laughs> I, I call hacking on that uh, electronic D20. Mighty Mouse over there with his colorful balloons. And I see more than six in there. Wow. Oh. Okay. I did. So Jason, I did give you, I said, hey, I was going to take your roll and divide it by two. So I said six, but it looked like you went with 12. So nope, nope, that was a deal. <laughs> There was a deal on multiple balloons. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead so, and volunteer this since Jason's been such a good sport. You guys get to think of the next thing that happened on his roll, but it happens to me. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. Because he's been such a good sport, I will volunteer to be the next on the chopping block for this. <laughs> Oof. All right, I have to think about that. So while Jason's taking a, a breath and enjoying his, <laughs> his balloons over there, um, let's start diving into the news. It's been a big, big week, actually, um, around gaming. Um, let's just start off with on the movie side of the gaming industry. Uh, Uncharted, who has been going through development hell for now, what, six years, um, has yeah. a tentative... Street date now years. of yeah, it's been a long while. It's been yeah, it's been quite. They've a while. had what 
four this is their fourth director now i think and third script um but uh yeah it is set for a 12 18 20 20 tentative release date um now that's going to be a really big day because we have the coming to america sequel which we're all looking forward to going back to McDowell's. McDowell's. Yes. Um, we need to make big make. Yep. Big I, I hope Samuel L. Jackson is back to reprise his character. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, would be, that would be insane. That would be great if he was actually working for them. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, that would um, be so awesome. You've also got uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Stories coming out and the Dune reboot. So that's going to be a big week before Christmas. I guarantee you some of those some of those titles are gonna move. Dune's already been pushed back from November to December. So Dune probably probably not. I mean, maybe West Side Story. I would call West Side Story. Yeah. So with with that, um now with the video game side, we all know the the tragic losses that took place in Dayton and El Paso um over last week condolences from the podcast out to those families um and and i know everybody in america is tired of hearing our thoughts and prayers um what's made this a video game conversation unfortunately is that certain elected officials in our government are blaming video games yet again again and this i'm I'm Um, not doing the helium voice because yeah like you know it is is, uh it is a serious thing i mean Honestly, is you look at some of the charts that have been put out, right? And you look at the per capita spent on video games versus the amount of mass shootings, right? No other country in the world has even close to what we've got. I mean, look at Japan, right? They have no mass shootings, and they spend a ton on video games. Mm-hmm. At some point, you stop stop blaming others for what's going on and actually start looking at what needs to be fixed. Now, granted— yes. Now, granted, as you know, Joe Biden has said, you know, he thinks in his personal opinion that, you know, some of the video games out there, if they're played by young kids, you know, can have a, a damaging effect in some regards um, as far as how they're they look at the world. You know, you take like an eight year old doesn't need to be playing Grand Theft Auto. No, yeah. no. Right. And but he even said video games are not causing causing this at all. So. I think it's time that everybody kind of stand up and say, hey, you know, video gaming is a good thing. I mean, honestly, when you look at it from a video game perspective, had it not been for video games, the four of us would not be together. Very true. You know, I've met. But but if there's any if there's any kind of relation to video games and to like mental disability or. It, anything that I, I would feel there would be a lot of it being rooted to trolls trolls out there like all yeah. this cyber bullying and everything like it's just it's ruining people and their outlook on other humans so like why do people need to be doing this and it's not rooted to the video game it's rooted to the people that are on there that are being toxic to other people and what's funny is they're blaming video games right and for both attacks right there's nothing related to video games anywhere on it so um i just think it's time they just need to just everybody that has been elected needs to man up and actually start doing their job Mm. because 
honestly, we were looking at school supplies, right? For my daughter's getting ready to go back to school, right? They are now selling bullet resistant backpacks. Oh my god! Wow. At Office Depot. <clears throat> that is that, that is where that's we're at. So now. sad. That's that's so, crazy. Next yep. thing so, you know, you're gonna have like bullet resistant pencils or like dull point dull point pencils. You know. I mean, Just, I mean, at the at the same time, like for that to need to be a retail product, that is that's a problem. Most of most of America, like admitting that the schools have no control in protecting the kids. Yep. So that it has to go into the kids' own hands, and that mm-hmm. sounds great. Yeah, and I think that's that's bad. That our that our industry, the companies that make products, are taking it upon themselves to try and protect kids. Um, and to that respect is you look at also our elected officials, it has come out now that the tariffs on consoles and, and board games is set to start on September 1st. And it's going to be a 10% tax rate on those imports. Sony has already come out and said that it's going to have to raise the price of the PS5 if these tariffs are enacted. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, was it, wasn't it already slotted to be 800 bucks before the tariff? Well, it, it, you've been looking at some people have said 399, some have said 499, some have said 800, some have said 1000, right? So, I think that with this is this is going to hurt and that's all these tariffs are doing is they're more hurting everybody than what it's worth. So, unfortunately, you know, game, you know, Jason's going to have to find another way to, you know, meet his board game habit, you know. Luckily, you think think it's definitely because of what's been happening in the news. I don't I I don't know. I mean, they have this trade war going back and forth. Right. And try to just destabilize their currency. But I think it is definitely just a a way to push this idea agenda forward. It's it's fear mongering. That's exactly what it is. It's fear mongering. But at the same time, we shouldn't be used as pawns. No, but unfortunately, we are the collateral damage. Yeah. And that's what sucks. I mean, I think, honestly, the MCP would probably do a better job. MCP would just take over everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that they can get it fixed before next year because I really don't want to be paying more for a PS5 than we already need to. And furthermore, is the Switch lights come out middle of September. When Link's Awakening comes out. So you know that those might end up having to go up in price. Hopefully wait Nintendo. For that, wait for that one ninety nine price to hike up to about two fifty, maybe three. I'm I'm thinking, honestly, if this does go through, I'm thinking you're gonna see like two and a quarter, two fifty. Yeah. For a Switch Lite. And the new Switch Classics, I think those go up to, you know, three and a quarter, three fifty, because unless Nintendo is gonna be gracious enough to pass along you know the state you know the tariffs into their piggy banks and not pass it to consumers i think we're going to see it go up i mean apple's already trying to think about what they're going to do because it's going to cost a seven percent drop in their their bottom line profits if they don't pass the cost on to the consumer right unless they have some sort of great plan to make sure that they're making up for the difference with games yeah we'll see Let's move into the world of, you know, keep going with PlayStation. Um, whether it's by mistake or by design, Death Stranding is no longer listed as an exclusive on PlayStation.com. Do you 
think this ends up being a PC game as well? Do you think it's going to go somewhere else? Oh, yeah, well, that would be amazing if it was a PC game. Mm. Heck yeah, PC Master Race, bro. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, <laughs> I can't take it seriously. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I, I would say possibly, yeah. I, I, like if just on that basis of if the if it's no longer really an exclusive just for Sony because it's going PC, I can see them being okay with that. So I mean, yeah, I but mean, I mean, like, but with the PC and everything, it, I I I could foresee that being because um, it's a not good, like it's a, a good platform. Yeah, using Death Stranding to test the limitations of various configurations for components and might influence any changes with ps5 that's right. a good that, that, yeah that's that, good that's all because i mean it's like, good ideas. Cause that's like good what point. what what better way to get some testing standpoints and thresholds than opening it up to pc and it being variant in its levels because i mean yeah they already have some base specs set but that doesn't have to be set in stone until they're that's, ready to release that's definitely a good point where it's yeah. taking taking the ps5 specs and testing it out on pc first then you'll yeah. know <laughs> you'll know <laughs> <laughs> it's okay you can breathe dude you can breathe <laughs> you can breathe <laughs> yeah, but, uh, to, to find the specs and i mean you've already far. gone through like what three balloons already <laughs> Uh, no, this is number two. Number two. Uh, okay. We got some Got to prep number three. I, I don't want you going delusional uh, off the helium here. Yeah, what, what color are we going to go with next? Go with that light blue one. That turquoise-ish one right there, Jason. Pink. So, I mean, the, the, the exclusivity is, I don't think, necessarily... A bad thing. I mean, certainly it'll help with sales, with the tariffs coming up and everything. And I don't. I, I honestly don't think Sony would care because one, it's not going to a competitor. It's going to PC. PC is more of like we don't know for of, sure it's going to PC though. Do yeah, we? true. Not yet, but um, just we just know it's not. It's no longer exclusive. Yeah, my rationale for it to go to PC is because one, it is considered a separate entity where like. It's not necessarily a competitor, kind of. Well, it depends on how you're going to sell it, though. Because you've got the Microsoft Store, you've got Epic, and you've got Steam. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, you're right. Because mm. you know if it goes in the... If it goes to Microsoft Store... As a pro- but as if it goes to the Microsoft Store, it's going to Xbox. It's going to Xbox. As a, but as a production company for the game, they still get a piece of the pie out of it. That is true. Buy it from... And I could see them saying, hey, you know, after six months, put it out on the Xbox and then start recouping some more of your investment. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see. Now, for Jerry and I, we're both eagerly awaiting The Last of Us 2. Oh, my God. So I mean, like, I'm yeah, not in it, too. I can say I'm excited for it, but I mean, I can't say I'm as hyped up to- as you. Since I never finished the game. I was say, oh my you ever god, finish? that's why. How did you that's ever, why? How did you never finish Last of Us? Oh. Uh, do you remember the stat for me? Is that the only game I've finished in like the past, let's say, five years was Hugh? But you still, you need to finish that. <laughs> Good lord. You have to finish Last of Us. Yeah. Okay. 
you know, honestly, as far as Last of Us goes, the only reason Mo Chocolate even has his platinum for Last of Us is because of Jerry and I. Isn't that because of uh, co-op? Yeah, he needed Required help on multiple. The online, yeah. Sometimes I Which, get tired of games that require multiplayer in order to platinum. I feel like that should yeah. just something should be just extra for getting multiplayer. Exactly, but totally agree. But Troy Baker yep. has come out and said that no matter how much we're clamoring for The Last of Us Two, from what we've seen, that's been you know we all know it's been very crafted to give us the images that they want us to see. Right. But um, he uh-huh. says we are not ready for this game. I mean, there was a lot of bombs dropped. What was it? Two E3s ago when they showed that trailer with Ellie and everything. Not ready. Not ready. The first one. Yeah, yeah. The first one, which was insane because of the <laughs> one, the like little town that they're in and how much she's grown, where her character's going, all the freaking uh, play styles in that. It, I, oh, that was last year. Was that two last years year? Ago, yeah, yeah two years ago year. was just a very quick. Well, I'm, very count, I'm counting. Brutal. I'm counting this past E3 as one E3 ago, so two okay. E3s. Um, yeah, like I, that makes me really curious and excited to see what kind of things that we're quote unquote not ready for in that. Oh, I think it's going to be a very brutal story, judging by what they've shown. Um, yeah. So you think lots of death? Lot of people, more people go die. More people yeah. gonna die. Oh yeah. I think <laughs> oh, you're gonna have more. Oh, yeah. You're gonna see factions. Thanks, R two. R two. People pop. <laughs> I just no. Yes. I'm trying to just think. Keep shaking of... your head. Just keep shaking your head. <laughs> no, but, he's more uh, like. Is, is, I wonder what he's thinking though when it's not ready for like. Not ready for us to comprehend. Is it going to be that crazy? Oh, I think it's going to be that crazy. I mean, it's Neil Druckmann. I mean, it's, it's certainly. A I think he's going. Right? It's going to be a statement. It's going to be a statement game. You know, yeah. honestly, we don't have a release date for that, right? Uh, I think we're going to see it next year. I think it's going to be like we've talked about, though. I think it's going to be a launch title because they're done. Not re- the launch title. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're done recording the lines already. So everything's now just finished out production. All I can see is when Jason, like when you said, when you called Jason R2, I could rather call him the freaking little, uh, little slave guy that owns Anakin when he's a kid. Was it Watu? What do you mean the flying dude with the yeah, screwed up elephant nose? He has a yes. darker voice. <laughs> he has a darker voice. Yeah. No, just the way he looks. It's pretty nasally though. Yeah. It is. Oh, he's saying you got a huge nose, dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's... <laughs> well, and then Not that's where we him, just like Jedi mind trick to fail the dice roll. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm why a, he did. I'm a Nubian. Jedi mind tricks don't work on us. I, you know, honestly, it's Naughty Dog. I everything they put out is is fantastic. So I have no doubt that whatever we're in store for is going to surpass anything we've really come about so um i'm not, so I'm not let me ask. at all but okay. i'm pretty i am pretty anxious maybe a little worried maybe a let little worried because that because this is yes jason yes mighty hold mouse on, hold on hold on hold on <laughs> there's some pretty big shoes to fill in there you know it's, it's Jerry. good that Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. A little hint. 
Well, How long will you be waiting? Will you wait for Last of Us Two since you waited a while for Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven? The re- How long oh, will wait? remake. Oh, I'll I'll wait as long as I as as needed. I mean, that's what you said about seven at first. Too. But will you be one, will you be salty? Will you be salty all the time? Like, no, no, no. Because one, I actually I actually do have uh, uh, faith in Naughty Dog. Oh, ouch. Oh, ouch. Oh, Bird on square. Wow. You need it. You need it. You need to calm it down, sir. No, no, no. You need to calm it down. Is this how the Lollafells talk? Don't worry, Square. We've got some aloe for that bird. (laughs) No, no, no. Square has always had kind of a shaky past when it came to release dates. Oh, no. I mean, oh. Well, hold on. That was a little art. In Jerry's defense, though, they did come out with FF7 Remake, like, as a tech demo for the PS3. Yeah. Wasn't that, like, five, six years years ago? ago? No, that was a lot longer than that. It was, like, six years ago. That was the first announcement, though. Yeah. So so I will wait as long as needed, Mm -hmm. but I have faith in Naughty Dog that they will get it done around when they say they do. Good deck, sir. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, Square, but... Okay, while while we're talking about Square, right? Jason in the face. Jason, I gotta ask you: Have you seen the screenshots of the uh, the test images for the Final Fantasy fourteen TV show? There's test shots oh, for that. Yes, there is, and My they look lame. I have not, but I like from the get go. I was like a little iffy on that. I was a little iffy, and you know, I was a little iffy on it because it's a little too weird. A little too weird. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna look at it right now, though. I'll check it, it out. De- it's definitely saying something when Jason says something's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It just—they don't look great. Um, God. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So, another game we're looking forward to: Borderlands Three. Hey. We have now, actually got to test it, and we, we got to play, play it. it. Yes. However. How do you feel about Take Two sending investigators to YouTubers um, Submato's house to grill him on questions regarding his, you know, all the videos he's been putting up that have had leaks of Borderland Three, and it's been it was like a ten month investigation that led to him getting seven copyright strikes on his YouTube channel. His Discord channel got shut down within twenty minutes of them leaving his house. Oh wow. So how do you how do you feel about a company going about doing things that way when you easily have somebody that is supporting your community, putting out Borderlands one, two, you know, videos, walkthroughs, everything. And then yet you turn around and do this to him. How do you feel about that from a company perspective? I mean, but I mean, but the, from, same, the same yeah. point that there's definitely had to be uh, like, um, why can't I think of the name of the agreement? Uh, an, an NDA for him being able to have access to Borderlands no, Three. He had anyway. leaked, no, he got leaked information. It's like a journalist getting leaked information from the government and writing articles about it and not revealing their source. Okay. I think it. I think it goes on some treads on some very thin lines right there. That you know. Not only is there sometimes intimidation in the press, now you're looking at intimidation of content creators. 
I mean, I, 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 I mean, come on, man. I, mean, I don't this, like this how they went about it, but I, at the same time, honestly, I think they had to have some sort of like hard relationship with him prior to this in order to really go to that drastic of a measure. No, I, no. I would, Jerry? I wouldn't really foresee a Dude. company just immediately doing something like that. First of all, they're a company. They're probably doing exactly what they were advised to do, which is the at at least having this person arrested and this going on. They're just do, doing what they need to do. They're a company. They gotta. They have to save face. You know. They also have to take out. You know, if something happens or if or if a product is leaked, you know, they have to do something about it. I mean, yeah, it makes an example of him by showing that's what they're willing to do in order to make sure things stay under wraps. Yeah, but, if, but if you think about it, like that's just what they have to do. I mean, couldn't they be they're arresting easily the guy? They're, they're, no, they're, he's not arrested. They're, he, they're saying he did illegal things, but from everything that they, the article has been saying is there's nothing kind of illegal about putting out leaks. Really, okay. te- technically, there really isn't because uh, he had no NDA with him. So oh, no, NDA. Yep. no NDA. Oh, then technically, that's a freedom of speech. I mean, yeah. just that's the same thing as as a reporter, like you said, a reporter getting a scoop. Hmm? You know, I just, fine. I mean, honestly, I think Take Two could have done an opposite thing with it and used it for positive press. I'm just kind of curious what no. kind of, like I didn't see the video, but I'm kind of curious what company. things. As that a company, if they have a leak, they need to plug it. That's the first so, and foremost thing that they will think mm-hmm. of. Oh, yeah. They need They're to do it on their think, side. like, how can we yeah. possibly spin this? Like, no. Yeah. Especially when the game is this close to to being. Um, uh, it's out in a couple weeks. What, yeah, weeks? That it, when yeah. it comes out in a couple weeks, this is something they don't want to happen right now. So over the last year, he's. Leaked out the multiplayer for it. Um, he leaked out the the existence of the rainbow weapons for the latest DLC that came out. So it was leaked out before it even hit. Um, some other things with the gun mechanics and everything, which honestly, I mean, we all played it at E3 and it was fantastic. I mean, we even got contents of it, of playthrough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was uh, the playthrough that they've already shown before yeah. to the public. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, when companies kind of resort to this, it kind of, it, it like makes you wonder is like, okay, as a content creator supporting a community, if I happen to get something leaked to me, do I really want to put it out or not? You know, if it was, if this was say something from the division or anything like that, I probably would just go to Julian and be like, hey, Julian, is this true? <laughs> You know, but that's because we've met him. You know, it'd be like Paul Roshinsky too. Like he, all of a sudden, whatever game he's working on leaked. You know, I would go to the source. Right. You know, um, but that's just because I respect what they do. But at the same time, as I think it falls under freedom of speech, and I think that you know, you probably sh- intimidating somebody is not probably the way to go. You know, having their YouTube channel shut down, their Discord, sh- you know, shut down for a while. Because honestly, what if that's how they make their livelihood? You know, I mean, we've got there's plenty of other, you know, places out there that leak stuff all the time video wise. So it just Mm. seems like to Jason's point, they were just making an example. Right. So, But like you just said, 
people people let out or let out leaks all the time. Technically, those leaks cost those companies money. So therefore, why wouldn't you want them to get at least caught or yeah, reprimanded? I think that uh, Borderlands might turn him into a villain. You know, just one idiot turn him into a villain. Everyone that read the articles or everyone that knew about it, they're gonna laugh about it. It's all right, claptrap. It's right. <laughs> it's right in Borderlands Alley to just one eighty that spin and just say, oh, okay, you know what? Yeah, you did leak, but uh, we're gonna put you in the game and you into this like huge joke you know dude that'd be hilarious like see that's a good idea i like that like a like a regular easter egg yeah yeah i mean you could positively spin this instead of be negative so now boom baby all right so we've talked about ea right and and how they're they've lost focus and lost touch with the player base so in an article I was reading um, by um, David Thier from Forbes magazine, the CEO of EA, Andrew Wilson, said they don't release games for Switch for really two reasons, right? And this is how they look at any game platform. But one, does a game really fit the profile of that platform in terms of control or the community ecosystem? Two, do we think the community playing on that platform would appreciate the game to go there or would they prefer to play it somewhere else? We have a lot of data that would suggest a great many Switch owners own a PS4 or Xbox One or PC and very often choose to play the games on those platforms even though they have a Switch and enjoy a lot of the great content. Really, EA? Because there's a lot of people that, honestly, new games are coming out, like Final Fantasy VIII. I'm going to decide whether or not I'm going to get that on my Switch to get it, have it on the go or I'm going to get it on my PS4. You know? it, just come, it just comes down to mobility. You know, the mobility aspect is going to be is always going to be Nintendo Switch's like niche. Mm. Yeah, I mean, granted, FIFA, mm-hmm. you know, FIFA that, launched it was terrible, and it would be even greater because you can have multiple switches link up and say, "Hey, let's Dude. play a game of FIFA or, or Madden or something," or right? Madden. You know, think about that. There's so many possibilities. So for them to think that, hey, people are going to rather play it on a PS4 or an Xbox One, that in a lot of cases is not true. They would rather have play the game on the Switch so it's on the go with them. Hmm. Um, I mean, so let me ask you a question, Jerry. More Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance Three. Okay. Yep. Say it wasn't. Say it wasn't a Switch exclusive. Say it was PS4 and Switch. Would you put in some consideration into deciding on the platform? Probably, yeah. Yeah. But I think ultimately, um, I probably, well, uh, I don't know. It's a game, I I would definitely say, uh, truthfully, I would definitely say that I'd probably first consider getting it on PS4. Mm -hmm. But I think I'd ultimately i'd probably buy it on switch because it's also like one of those games that i can find myself playing um uh mobily you can Mm -hmm. play with people on the go that's the big thing on the go yeah 
because I try and find as many games as I can that I can play like on the go with my Switch. I have a couple of those that I can uh, I regularly play. Just, just um, like pick up basketball game, you know, pick up basketball game. Yeah. Just pick up and go, and then you're like, all right, it was fine. Yeah. And yeah. Next. Yeah. So I think th- I think honestly, EA is falling further and further out of touch with what the gaming masses are. Now. Honestly, after that statement, yeah, I think they're they're on their own cloud they're on their own planet yeah so now let's talk about what real quick just to be devil's advocate i mean at the same time i'm sure any one of us or all of us have repeatedly said that faces are to screens all the damn time true right yes so would it be a possibility that ea is against mobile for that reason i don't know about that i think it's more as they're just looking at it well people would just rather play it on the ps4 but but that still forces you to be stationary and at home yeah but i'm looking at it this way the switch you know you can do both with it i just yeah i think they're just using it as an excuse because frankly the frostbite engine is terrible it is not built for all the games and I bet you, if you try to force the, the Frostbite engine to run on a, on a Switch, it may corrupt the game. Probably. My, my argument is if EA was so against mo- like mobile games, um, then they wouldn't have made the, uh, mo- their sports games versions. On phones? Um, on, well, no, not just on phones, but as far back as the, the DS and the 3DS. Why, why make them... Dude, even put the Sims. I but, mean, but I mean, wouldn't Think you about say the these days it's a more of a problem of faces and screens than it was like five years oh, ago? You know, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But they also put out Plants vs. Zombies on on mobile too. So, I mean, it started as mobile, anyways. It started but, as mobile, but, but yeah, it is on PS4. It's on on Xbox, you know, but it's not on Switch. Uh, very true because one, uh, a lot of developers still don't have a lot of faith in the switch uh, power. Hopefully that new CPU will bring other developers to, uh, to create other games for the switch or port, you know, I think but, it's um, just because they have an expectation of how the game should look. And yeah. And they don't have that trust for the switch. And the Nintendo has like the look of a few years ago when it was like, Ooh, ah, now it's like, we're looking for realistic. Yeah, and, and that, I think that's that, that probably does push like oh oh like the the hits don't look so like hurtful. Or, Dude, oh, if that's the case, but, but, but I mean, now. but if, if they the were case, really into safe. that, they they should have done a better job with Anthem then. They were really if they if they were supposedly hitting that type of high quality expectations, they would have done a better job with Anthem. Because I, totally I mean, like, 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 I to Matt's stand, like to Matt's standpoint, like, yeah, EA put out Plants vs. Zombies, which is a very low quality game, yet fun. Like, they can still profit from something like that. Like, Switch has been showing a great example of showing low quality graphic games that are really fun. Like you. Q. Q is very simple, was mm. not overly uh Shovel Knight. Yeah, Shovel Knight and like Hollow Knight. 
Probably you know, like we can keep going. Seventy percent of the games in the digital library for Switch is a lower quality, maybe even eight bit type of gameplay, and they're still really fun. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't. I wouldn't understand why a company would want to get away from that and just kind of focus on mate possibly something high quality with their standards is, which obviously is not a good standard since they put out Anthem. So let's talk about being out of touch too. An article came out this week that compared how much the winner of the world championship for Fortnite and his $3 million compares to actually some other big championships. So let's talk about this, right? Oh my God. So it makes me want to cry. Okay. The winner. It's actually pretty sad. The winner of Wimbledon got $2.78 million. The winner of the Indy 500 got $2.67 million. The winner of the Masters, $2.070 million. The winner of the Tour de France got 570 k The winner of the Ironman World Championship got 120 k The winner of the New York City Marathon got 100 k The right. only sport that the winner got more in was the U.S. Open for tennis. Wow. Okay. I mean, I mean, to to the whole like payout system and everything, it definitely is correlated to the amount of audience in order to achieve those types of payouts. Um, it's a free game, so they're microtransacting the hell out of that game. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, but no, it's a matter of the audience, not the players. So it's the amount of people that are tuning in to watch that and getting all the informa- all the money from the uh, the ads and everything. That's what's going to help. Because like, so so let let's even put another example that was out there. Um, so like the Olympians for archery. Mm-hmm. A- average payout for winning a tournament, international or national, is no more than five thousand. Okay, let's let's look at that though. That is a skilled sport. Right, but a very small audience. Okay, so you're that's telling what, me... That's what I'm trying to say, is that the audience and the amount of payout are synonymous. Yeah, but at the same time as, I mean, Wimbledon doesn't even make as much. The Tour de France doesn't make as much. And some one of those... I, one thing you I get don't outside watch, the States, another thing I don't watch... So you get outside the U.S., Wimbledon is a big thing. Yeah. Tour de France is a big thing. Yeah. You know, I could see it making more money than the New York City Marathon. Apparently, Fortnite is bigger than all of it internationally. Well, right now, Fortnite is big, but I just think it's a little out of touch to basically put up a $3 million purse, you know. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's absolutely sad to reward something that takes – little physical skill whereas you have these athletes putting in hours and hours now, of destroying and rebuilding their body in order to be an athlete now let me ask you a question because we know epic is notorious for crunch and how they treat their devs don't you think that three part of that three million dollars could have gone to basically giving each one of them a bonus with how well fortnite has done i'm not defending how they used three million dollars i'm just saying they got up to the three million dollars because of the audience well i think part of it has to do with the probably have you know marshmallow did the the concert in game forum and whole dude that's one that's that. 
one little advertisement like glory oh, yeah. thing for the game. The game itself has an audience yeah. and has well, that yeah. big of an audience it's, to pull a $3 million per- purse for a competition. That's just how it is. It's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Either way, either way, I'm in agreement that it's it's I, sad that a 16 year old won three million dollars so. for playing a video game as opposed to an athlete that spent years upon years of training more than just his hands and eye hand eye coordination uh, to achieve something. Totally agree, so. but to be quite honest, that's. That's how it is right now, you know. Oh, I think we're honestly all of the, all of the most popular the... things in the world is going to make the most money, and right now yeah. esports. It's Fortnite. Fortnite. I mean, no. I mean even just look at our football players; like they make millions of dollars for just playing a game, primarily because the audience is so massive in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. Uh, I think but we're going to be turning into a Ready Player One scenario before. Yeah. We That'd be great. Possibly. You opened up a can of worms now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole the whole thing about the whole prize pool, like good for that sixteen year old for winning. I mean, like how many entries were there? I mean, no no oh, no doubt I'm, that he achieved something awesome, but do you really think it was worth three million dollars for for that achievement? For an esports event, four, really? For for the company, oh, I'm shocked it wasn't five, you know, because, you're yes, wow, you'll pay out one amazing. person five, but how many people are going to play your game now? You True, know? but I think also, too, is, though, this goes back to what we talked about, is that you've had parents pulling their kids out of school oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. to just and train on that. Fortnite. That's, I get this, that. that's, that's on this, the parents, this man. Thing will not well, happen, I know. But it's, like, I mean... Once you turn 18, you should be able to have this. I get that, yes, it was a 16-year-old that won. I think that's the whole concept of this whole thing, is that someone under the age of 18 won. Yeah. You know, but to be, like, I mean, League of Legends, Dota, uh, Call, of, oh, Call of Duty hasn't hit the million mark yet, but Evo hasn't hit the million mark, but, you know, all these tournaments, they bring in so many people, why? Because you played their game that they're mm-hmm. going to be like having each person buy for sixty dollars. So you know? why does it have to be three million dollars? Just like with the other games, like you said, tons of people are still playing in yeah. and going to see it in esports for less money because for even games that actually cost sixty bucks rather than a free game. So why yeah. does it have to be three million dollars to give to the winner, well, regardless of age? Regardless of age. The game, though, it's a free game, so you know they're microtransactioning everything. Yes. And which that's something we're – our next topic is actually going to go right to loot boxes. Yeah. But, um, I mean, but, I mean, you put out $3 million because then you'll have everybody want to play it. So everybody is mm-hmm. going to play it. If you if you guys all download, like, let's say uh, – what are you guys playing? So are you looking at this like a $3 million like, advertising budget? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, like, just if you get, like, let's say five people, it's it's pyramiding, period. Like, if you get five people to play it. <laughs> Did you just, just call Fortnite a pyramid scheme? Oh, dude, if you get just only going one step up. Advertising-wise? Yeah. Because if you get five people to buy something, one thing, one thing, and it costs a dollar, 
right? You make that five dollars, but then everyone's gonna buy it as well. You know, you microtransaction like No Tomorrow. I mean, League of Legends makes ta- a killing off just skins, skins for the character that you're gonna be playing. And how often do they come out with skins? Probably like every other week. You know, brand new ones, some that you can't even get anymore. I'm looking at you, Blue Twisted Fate. That was only for like PAX players or like people that went to PAX, I think like six, seven years ago. But now you look it up online, how much is it worth? Over a thousand dollars for one skin. Mm. One skin. Well, that's like when we went and did Destiny, right? We got the 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 specific Black emblem. Yeah. Well, no, this was Destiny One. There was the um, the banner and the emblem that you got that was specific to anybody who was at E three specifically. You couldn't get it anywhere else, mm-hmm. and you better believe yep. no matter how many cool emblems I unlocked, I rocked that E three one the whole time I played D one. Mm-hmm. So. Now, that being said, you bring up, you know, we're bringing up microtransactions, everything like that is the ESA announced this week that Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo will be required to implement new policies requiring the disclosure of all loot box odds on a game or in a game rather that's on their platform. Um, and this is to be rolling out next year. Um, all three have already said they're going to do parental controls for wallets and everything and kind of limit theirs. But I still I, feel like this is this isn't going to do anything. No, I don't but think it's, it's going to do anything for. I think it's just a patch, a band aid. I think it just for sure. I think in yeah. this case, it just removes culpability from the companies. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's saying, yeah. "Hey, we have this mechanic in our game. This is your chances, plain and simple." I'm shocked that Vegas isn't getting into these things too. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're oh, behind God. it all. Vegas, Jesus. Vegas, actually. Aren't aren't the esports esports are being betted on now? They are getting yeah they are being yeah. betted on slowly now. but not slowly, uh, not uh, not as crazy. Yeah no wow hmm. yep. Now the other thing that came out with regards to the ESA because they partially have their hand in uh, E3 is that um, this past weekend a spreadsheet containing over two thousand journalists personal information was put out on the website now was our names on there we weren't because we were industry slash gamer pass but this would be more the like greg miller tim gaze you know those guys guys from ign game informer any content creator that got in with a media pass um and what's what sucks about this is that some use their company address, like if you work for Game Informer or whatever. But in you know, independent content creators use their own personal info. Yeah. So that's all out there now. So that leaves them open to some form of harassment. So the backlash on Twitter from this, from those in the industry, is is big right now. Um, some are going as far as saying this could actually be the nail. That starts closing out E3 because this isn't the first. You think so. So 2004, <clears throat> it happened. 2006, it happened. You've got a dying show that they they need to revitalize in some way, shape or form. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden they're not safe with your data because like the, the ones for 2004, 2006, they were cached on a third party Internet archive site. They weren't even on the ESA servers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So tell me how you're keeping our data safe. You know, uh, 
because as a journalist, you know, and in some ways we are fledgling journalists, um, you know, your, your opinion. Yeah. You have the right to your opinion, but you have the right to, you know, to privacy in terms of not having somebody show up at your front door. Jerry, I point at you. I mean, this is almost like Jay and Silent Bob strike back, you know? So yep. I, I think this is, it's reckless. E, the ESA hasn't, or the E3 rather, um, Expo and ESA haven't said much of anything on this really, other than we're sorry, we took it down really quickly. We're investigating it. But at what point does a security breach like that really impact whether or not, you know, people are even going to show up? Right. You know, or, e- if or, I, even, or even sign up or buy anything. Exactly. Sure. I mean, even just show up. Like, like if you, cause you're registering your information onto their servers mm-hmm. by applying for either an industry pass, uh, an exhibitor or game a journalist, pass. or even just getting a game pass. Yeah. Yeah, You're giving them your information. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally think it's, it, they need to do something because it's like if I had the if I had a chance to go either PAX or E3 or even Gamescom, right? Even though Gamescom's over in Germany and Tokyo Game Show, right? And I knew that the other three never had a security breach. Mm-hmm. My information was never going to get out there. I would go, hmm, do I want to go with E3, who's already had three in the course of fifteen years? Or do I go with to one of the shows that doesn't do it? Jeez, yeah. I mean, and still, even beyond the the information leak, like E three has just been losing traction in being a good show for years now. I mean, we talked about this, how, and it, it was something that um, I Jason Schreier from Kotaku pointed out on his Twitter feed that you know Thursday felt dead, and I have to agree with him. Oh I yeah, mean, how many lines did we? Dead. Yeah. How many lines did we hop in and get taken care of yeah. real quick? Oh, yeah. Well, and even at the same time, we ran out of stuff that we wanted to do on Thursday. Yeah. By Thursday. Mm-hmm. It, there, there's like as I continue to talk to people that are like surprised that I'm that I go to E3 as frequently as I do. And there's always about how it is. And I'm I, I'm constantly telling them that there's no longer anything special about E3. There used to be yeah. something really special about being able to attend E3, and it's just completely gone. There's, not, there's yeah. nothing that I could really say that it would be like, oh my god, E3 was amazing, you need to go to it. No, like I was telling Jerry when we first went to Comic-Con, like I loved Comic-Con way yeah. more than E3, and I spent one day there. Just yeah. one. I think once they started opening it up to the public is where E3 stopped being special. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, as much as we benefited this year from the three of us having the gamer pass, I think that opening it to the public is, you know, yes, I get it. They need the revenue because Sony wasn't there. EA doesn't go there anymore. Um, you know, there are going to be those companies that do support it, like Ubi, like Bethesda. But at some point, you know, point, you're just going to need to have like, uh, just it might be just a full gamer pass day i just have everybody like extended four days or five days you know at that point i don't, I don't know. know i don't think i could go to it for five days i i mean three days is plenty i think to get in everything um well i mean but, but, but i mean i kind of i kind of like jason's idea like it, it it being like industry and 
uh, the media have, so good have preview yeah, nights. We had, mm-hmm. we had those not just not just, just a couple hours before, but yeah. have a full preview night like they do with Comic Con. Like that that's a thing that's really exclusive and limited in numbers. Mm-hmm. And if they have like let's say okay maybe it'll be extraneous for the companies to have a booth for like five days but extend it to five days have industry and media have exclusive access monday tuesday they get to bust out what they want they get their interviews and everything and if need be that they can peace out and make some room for the gamer pass yeah i think so i mean i think you're gonna end up seeing more like i think sony probably brings back playstation experience yeah, I mean, you you if you do have that though, you like you do have one where a lot of the people in the industry have always been saying, "Oh, this is now the worst because all the people in the public they're they're taking up the same time." How do you fix that? Just add one more day, two more days. So, yeah, I mean, what? Because even what, what really were we like saying about this E3? What were we saying about this E3? That we thought it was great for experiences being split up between industry and gamer oh, yeah. especially with ff7 like they yeah. limited the we'll amount see. of passes for industry be- specifically because gamer pass was not going to get an opportunity if industry hoarded it all first thing in the morning yep yeah and that's also why they lay like laid in a cap for each and at different times, um, I get that. And honestly, that's why I kind of agree with your guys' idea of but adding if you two have, days. Yeah. If you have yeah, the first If you have day, those two extra days, you don't have to worry industry. about how many people you're cycling through right. uh, in, in the last mm-hmm. few days because it's all going to be just gamers. So everyone gets to, you know, gets gets a piece of it. Right. So, yeah, I totally agree. That would be I mean, it, and even, really even from the other standpoint, other than the gamers, like how much more appealing would it be to a journalist to be able to have that kind of freedom to be able mm-hmm. to get with the companies, get hands on and really talk about mm-hmm. talk up the games to everybody else that's probably waiting in line to get in the door? Yeah. Well, I or think even too, just you... dedicate like one one mm-hmm. full day of just media. Yeah. And to that point is, I think, too, is where some of the public doesn't come to appreciate is like, look at how many issues cyberpunk had Mm. with that line. Right. Mm. And the ones that were, yeah, granted, there was people cutting lines. Okay, fine. But that's That's always going to happen with lines. Yeah. But the one I mean, we've done it, too. So Um, we we saved spots. We saved spots. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but like the one couple that was raising such a fit in line, they were gamer passes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, I get it. You want to see the game too. Right. You know, it'd be different well, if you were standing at the front of the line getting ready to go in the door and somebody was like, hey, I'm going to let five people in front of me. Oh, wait, that's media pass. Never mind. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but that's also due to like we've experienced it a lot. And yeah. we've known that going in. Yeah. So, I mean, like even even going in for like when I introduced Matt into it, I told him about my experience, my first experience solo, especially with going in to watch Thief. I was literally the second person in line for 45 minutes. Oh, dude. Remember when oh, that's uh, crazy when we went that first year we all met. Right. I went over for Dragon Age. I was over there for an hour and a half waiting to get in because they kept letting in. Yeah. Media in front of yeah. so. which which hats off to E3 that they've been learning 
mm-hmm. to handle media yeah. and have and have them separate as well. But they 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 really need to make it to where that it's a better length of time for specific people. Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget our infamous, actually, which is so funny. I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, for Resident Evil. Our You're infamous, welcome, what, by the way. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, our infamous three-hour-long uh, line oh. wait. And oh my god, that was even wait. getting in the door early. Yeah. Like, Matt and I both had the industry pass. Yeah. We were in two. Was two hours early? Two hours. We had. So we, we were in two through. hours early, and we still saved in line or waited in line, or did we cycle through? We cycled through, got back in okay. line by the time they came in, but then it was still a three-hour wait after that point. Yes, because they would let and and it re- they really did make us wait mm-hmm. because they it, all pure purely because of uh, there was at one point media. we were like three groups like quote unquote groups behind for over an hour because yeah. of media yep. going in. Well, and then there's the four-hour wait that we had for Breath of the Wild. Oh, my God. And the, even with the was cutoff four system hours? being tickets. Yes, yeah, that was four, four hours. hours. We got in the hours. end of the line for tickets That's where they right. cut it that off. That took up the bulk of our day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. That's right. That took up the bulk of our day. Yeah. Because we knew, we're like, we got to dedicate one day to Zelda. Oh my god, that That's even sparks right, up the other problem with that we had in E3 is that they were trying to focus on not uh, or people not saving spots in line. Like yeah. that was the only way that we got through the day with Zelda is like we took turns breaking off in pairs doing something different and then yeah. coming back. Couldn't do that at this this E3. If you nope. got out of line and you tried oh, to you get, join your friend, everybody's eyeing you and people are mm-hmm. calling you out and just like, no, you can't yeah. do that. So speaking of this year's E3, um, a new Pokemon video came out Pokemon. and it showed the Galarian forms of some of the Pokemon. Um, mm. And it sold, it showed off the new villains, which is Team Yell. So there's no longer Team Rocket. Well, that's Yell. a terrible Team name. Yell. So at, least, really at least they had Team Skull for a while. Mm-hmm. See, I hey, like that looks, one. That it cool. still looks fun, though. I mean, team, we'll be pick- team yell. Yeah, team yell. I mean, the purpose um, of the name is to really just make fun of them, anyways. I mean, yeah, <laughs> team rocket. Um, I mean, we'll still be getting sword and shield, but yeah. Um, and then I, to finish things I got off, to have me my Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. Of course, we'll all be trading. I didn't get to trade <laughs> with anybody. Well, you would never I did. get. Thank you. You would never get on. You would never get on the trade. Mm-hmm. We had plenty. We had plenty I, saved I, up I between. Know, I didn't know I had to join at a certain time in order to get in on the trade. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Rude. But we've all moved I'm on now. Rude. <laughs> I'm not sorry. So, lastly, is, of course you're not. Of course you're not. On you. Shut up. I don't like it. <laughs> So lastly, with the news, a sealed version of Kid Icarus was found and sold Ooh. for 9K. And it was found in an attic. Sealed is insane. Well, the, well what, what wow. system? What, original or? Original, no, original NES, in box, no, still in sealed, 
Oh, it was geez. still in the, the JC Penny bag crap. that the mom had JC Penny bought. Oh, holy yeah. grail! Bought the game for like a Christmas present because the receipt was dated December of '88. Oh my oh, god, my that's god. amazing! The price for the game was $34.99. It ended up being $38.45 with taxes. Uh, um, a comp, a game rating company rated the box an eight out of ten. The wrapper so was. So it did get rated. Uh, yeah, it got fully rated as an oh, 8 out of okay. 10 for the box, an oh 8 God. out of an A++ for the wrapper. And here's the thing is, there is less than 10 known sealed copies of the game out there in collector's hands. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just finding That's any, amazing. Finding any that's NES so funny. What if that was like, gonna be like a birthday a, present or Christmas amazing. gift and like the parent like forgot? Yeah, pretty much that's the way it sounds like because she didn't even remember buying the game. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> Who could you remember? Yeah. Thirty years ago. <laughs> but at exactly. the same time, like, put on her for forgetting because when she gave it to the your kid, there goes the value of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yep. Well, and then he like by pure happenstance, he, he figured it was only going to be worth like a couple hundred bucks, so he left it out on the counter. Uh-huh. Oh. And then got a hold oh, of this no. game rating company that's actually out in Denver. And they're like, um, this thing's worth a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. So he called up his wife and said, hey, you need to put that someplace important because yeah. they don't need to be messing with it. So, um, Yeah, because when, uh, when Jerry and I were at Comic-Con, we saw a booth that had a bunch of those rated games, including uh, original Super Mario's Duck Hunt. Inbox yeah. sealed mm-hmm. everything and it was rated an eight point seven. Yeah. We didn't check to see how much it was, but we knew that was gonna be like insane. You, yeah, it was around the same part of where you could buy um uh highly rated or like medium rated uh comic books or like yeah. first yeah. edition comic books. Or we like saw we like see- even ones that were rated at like a three being sold for nine hundred plus dollars. Yeah. Like we we saw one Spider Man like two or like oh like the first X Men uh, comic book at a at a like a four point something oh. and it was still like twelve hundred bucks twelve hundred holy yeah man. so insane. graded so, at like a four point oh yeah. wow that's still 10. yeah out of ten and then they also had one that was like a nine point five and that was need, needed to ask seller or <laughs> needed to contact collectors. like you don't get to touch this you, yeah. you, you must. You, you must also, show. You must show. You must put a down payment just to see it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so while we close things out, so Jerry, yes, you decided to go out and get Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I did because I got more of a closer look. First impressions. Um, I you know what I agree with all of the reviews out there. It's I would say it's like a seven point five. It's good. Yeah. It's kind of like the same as the other Marvel alliances. They've all been like just all around good games, mm-hmm. cool story. The the four uh, the four person team like co op for the for the uh, campaign. Um, uh, I do like the more RPG aspects because yep. like you can you can assign uh, certain. I guess with Marvel it's ISO eight crystals. Mm-hmm. So those are the crystals of the like universe that harness magic. Um, it's your you currency know. or whatever, right? Uh, no, th- those are to your, build your to build to build your guy. 
No, no, no. You you collect coins. The I the oh. crystals are um, equipables to like like the green harnesses um, more more uh, yeah. life or virility oh, okay. or durability stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so a lot of those aspects are fun, and then of course you can upgrade certain special moves. If you hold on to a trigger, you can you have up to like four different special moves that you can use. Um, okay. I mean, it's nothing short of like of the nothing short of really different from the other games. Mm-hmm. Just uh, I'd say more up to date. The the lineup is very playful. I have to I have to give it to them that they really. I mean, this is characters, different characters that they yeah, did. It's a, different it's characters. A, it's a, it's a Some of the different characters I like is pretty. What do you broad. mean by playful though? Like, um. Like you can do Doctor Strange, you can do Ghost Rider, you can do Storm. They added some X Men elements to it, which was Spider Gwen, Spider Gwen, um, Miles Morales. You know, it's just it's a bigger cast this time around, yeah. and it's it's not just your standard like Avengers, Fantastic yeah. Four, and like your the two X Men that most people know. Like you can play Storm, Nightcrawler. Wolverine, and they're coming out with more X Men with the next out with DLC, more X-Men so. and more like Marvel characters to play with. Like you got Deadpool right now. Like it, it's fun. The the lineup nice. is a lot of fun. So Jason, what have you been playing aside from Left Center Right? Aside from Left Center Right, I've been uh, continuing on God of War. Yes. Uh, <laughs> finishing, <laughs> we just- finishing the Alfheim. Uh, Dude, so Jerry, it's Sidri. Sidri. <laughs> Finishing the uh, Alfheim zone, so uh, it's been mm-hmm. pretty good. You know, I don't I understand get, you, boy. I still get a, a little sidetracked from a lot of the other things that you could do. Mm-hmm. If I Every time I see a chest, I just do the chest for mm-hmm. like five, a few minutes. Good, good time. Yeah. I, am, uh, I, 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 I do the I do. same thing when I'm walking down the beach too. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. Uh, I'm still continuing that one. That's the main focus right now. I stopped uh, Final Fantasy for a little bit to focus on. Oh God of my War. God! I didn't think I would ever hear. <laughs> I had to focus on God of War, man. I still don't have a raid team, so you know yeah. it's still, you know, whatever. So, Theo, have you actually fired up anything, or are you just? prepping for tournaments left and right uh the latter for the most part uh i have been playing some cat quest on the cat switch quest? yeah i told jerry about this it's yeah. a really fun it? really fun cartoon type it of rpg and like all the freaking jokes and um, dialogue in it has cat puns oh, in God. it all over the place. And like it's your classic RPG, like you build up your your armor, your weapons, your magic, all this stuff. It's it, it's pretty fun and I like it. Nice. Uh, as well as I picked up um, Spider-Man from Amazon Prime Day. I have that loaded up. Uh, I, I'm I'm getting back into playing some things as best as I can. <laughs> I'm also working on uh, gaining the skills of uh, drawing. Oh, okay. trying, trying nice. to do that. 
So I, I definitely got a lot of stuff on my plate in, in trying to balance it out. Well, I've uh, I've been playing the Division Two new content. Okay, okay. nice. Um, nice. Have you been, have you been dragging uh, Jerry into yeah. it too? So let's see here. I, I text Jerry the other night and I said, oh, "Hey, oh. I'm getting on to play Division oh, Two for a little bit." Snap. And what was he doing? Hmm. Jerry, what Sleeping. were you doing? Sleeping. No, he was playing. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I was. <laughs> I was. I was at a pivotal. I just hit the dark zone and like oh. in this part of the game, and I was just like, we I gotta continue. Julian, we if you're listening, we're sorry. We know that with the switch, you can just basically put it in sleep mode, and it'll wake up right where you're at. So he could easily just put it down. <laughs> hopped on D2 because he's been giving me crap that I need to help him with stuff. I really was giving so, you shit too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I've been bet. and then I've been playing Fire Emblem. Oh nice. How you been liking been Fire having Emblem? Some, so, having some problems. Combat wise, it's great. It is absolutely great. It is like every other Fire Emblem. Um I like the fact that you don't have the triangle system anymore. It's gonna be based on your stats. So I I love oh, okay. that piece of it now. What is tedious for me right now, and I'm hoping it gets better, is that between battles, you have a lot of tedious stuff to do, like exploring around the schools. Uh, um, honestly, I was talking to Jared Fink about this too, and he agrees with us. It's like Hogwarts to start the <laughs> game. It pretty much is. You choose your house and you start kind of guiding them along the ways. So um, it's pu- it's absolutely beautiful. I, I love everything about that piece of it. It's just the tediousness of it. But you have to do the, those teaching moments with all your students because that helps them boost their stats right. in different areas. And you can evolve your characters that way to go from, oh, he's going to be an archer to being, oh, he's going to be an archer mage. He can be, you know, all different things. There's, you know, you get your certification so you can go up three different levels. You can go beginner, intermediate, and expert um so you can go you can learn to be you know a cavalry then you can move to the mounted units you know the aerial dragons and pegasus units and stuff like that and the wyverns so um i'm liking it. i want to see where it goes um i definitely want to p- play it a bit more get through act one see how it changes after that and and go from there um everybody's saying it's been a great game so um it's good it's still getting a lot of good reviews yeah it is it's just that's the only piece yeah. i don't like about it it's just that tediousness that's it so um so i think what we're going to do is i think because jason has lost a few brain cells tonight well what's, what's jerry <laughs> playing we didn't say what jerry's playing jerry's been playing jerry's been playing marvel ultimate alliance okay well, only when he doesn't want to play division with you <laughs> Which is he's been playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Um, you, do you have any idea what I've been playing today? You're going to be so disappointed Division in me. Division 2. No. What? Worse. You're going to be so disappointed in me. Red Dead. <laughs> yeah. I got oh, okay. dude. I'm not. I, I'm, I watched, I'm, I'm sadly not surprised. I was watching, I was watching a couple more westerns. Uh, <laughs> That's what got you I, in the mood. Oh my God, I so got in the mood. Yeah, it's such I'm a like, good game, oh, man. Don't, don't, like, don't die. Right oh so, my God. Yeah. All right. Totally so we in the mood. <laughs> what I think? Let's pose. Yeah. Let's pose this to our listeners, right? I want them to come up with the challenge for next week when Jason does his die roll. 
That will determine what Theo has to do. So we're going to give oh, Jason. Oh, you're leaving oh, it up to I'm, the listeners I'm to figure for, it out. No, but I'm rolling for Theo. Nice. Yes, you're rolling for me. No you will roll. Yes, yeah. And you're going to roll next week. Okay. So we're going to leave it up to the listeners. Now between Jerry, Jason, and myself, I'm in. Let we're going to brainstorm a little bit just in case yeah. no listeners decide to torture Theo and present yeah. an idea. At we'll the come same up with time, at the same time, I ask for ideas of th- tasks that I can complete to earn extra points for my role. Okay. Crack the seal on God of War, and you'll get a plus one right off the get go. Own it right now. <laughs> give us, give I us think, that uh, bullseye. Bro. I know. Like, uh, yeah, if you can't even crack the seal, man. I'm, I'm already starting to think like leather, le- I mean, leather no- chaps. Okay, for one, the seal was already cracked, and two, there's no seal to crack because I bought digital. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Your first trophy, then. I'm still thinking of the yeah. chaps. <laughs> but so. definitely, definitely leave a comment, let us know. I yep. uh, hope you guys enjoyed today as well before me pull uh, <laughs> on this uh, alien binge. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So you guys uh, every time I like inhale. Yeah. yeah. I mean, are, are, are you lightheaded yet? Um, that's not are you lightheaded at all. <laughs> it's not that I'm lightheaded. It's just uh, it's just weird because I hear my voice like this now. So if <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to hear that. I want to hear the playback. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody for crashing game night with us tonight. Um, as always, feel like would have heard. Please leave those comments on that podcast platform of choice you are listening to on us right now. Follow the Apple News Channel. Head over to the website, CrashingGameNight.com. We've been starting to put up a little bit more articles again. Um, this has just been crazy, especially with me for the last four weeks. So um, I'm going to start writing again. Leave um, more comments to uh, yeah. for punishment for our roles. You know, it's, yes, it's, absolutely. It's, I hope you guys had fun. I had fun doing this. I had to do <laughs> And uh, I want to say... Uh, Everybody be excellent to each other and stay frosty. On behalf of all the nerds in a galaxy far, far away, I'd like to say goodbye on behalf of me oh my and my boy C3PO. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Say goodbye, C3PO. <laughs> Wait, I need to go to the Oh, no. Oh, no. He's, not ready. Ready. <laughs> He's not ready. He's not ready. Oh, no. All right. Jason, next week when you're rolling for Theo, because you weren't ready, it's a plus. Your target number will be whatever we decide plus two. Anyways, <laughs> I think we need to, we need to hash some rules out. On this. <laughs> nope, it's my rules. All right, everybody. That being said, good night. Catch you later. later.